Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. The biggest stars in country music will be taking the stage at our 2024 iHeart Country Festival. Presented by Capital One. Jason Aldean. Keith Urban. Jelly Roll. Old Dominion. Lady A. Riley Green. Ashley McBride. Brothers Osborne. Walker Hayes. All hosted by Bobby Bones at Austin's Moody Center. Saturday, May 4th. Stream only on Hulu. Starting at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific. Up next, Luna Talks with Anna Paulina Luna. Part of the Gingrich 360 Network. Nancy Pelosi's January 6th commission opened its investigation this week. And it's already pretty clear this whole thing is being politicized. And not in a good way. Get ready to hear what's really going on, how Democrats are distorting the truth, and what you can do about it. This is Luna Talks with Anna Paulina. All right, everyone, welcome back to this Sunday's episode of Luna Talks with me, your host, Anna Paulina Luna. As you know, this week kicked off Pelosi's authoritarian January 6th commission, of which she actively worked to block two very qualified members of Congress, Representative Jim Banks and Representative Jim Jordan, both of which I've had the opportunity of actually meeting and speaking with. For what reason? What is she hiding? And if you actually notice what happened within the mainstream media, you saw that of the top 20 news outlets in the country, that during the press briefing and press conference that House GOP leadership was having, in regards to this January 6th commission and it being authoritarian and presenting arguments and counter evidence, you saw a complete mainstream media blackout. And I actually was talking to someone earlier today and, and she told me, she said, you know, when you see the media not discussing it, when you see the media not attacking it, either they're bought out or that if you are being attacked, that you're on the right side because the media is absolutely propaganda in this country and there's no way around that. I mean, good luck finding any true news outlet that isn't in some way, shape or form propaganda. There are some good independent ones coming up here, but I'm talking in regards to the mainstream media, the likelihood of it not having a crazy bias is slim to zero. So you see a complete media blackout, and then you hear some of the evidence that House leadership was actually able to bring to the forefront of what's actually happening with this January 6th commission. And you hear Jim Banks' response. You hear Representative Jim Jordan's response. And you realize that the entire time, okay, leading up to January 6th, if they were given evidence that was saying that there are going to be people showing up with weapons, violent people, I mean, why is it that Nancy Pelosi actively chose to do nothing? If she was given the evidence, she was actively choosing to do nothing. 
that is a cause of concern. That is a cause for the American people to question and for House leadership to question, because ultimately what we're seeing now is we are seeing Nancy Pelosi use taxpayer dollars to present this stage of people that are presenting arguments that are extremely politically biased. And then you look at what's happened over the last couple of years and what happened under the Trump administration. You had BLM literally killing people, literally burning down cities, literally destroying small businesses. And yet they were applauded. They were protected. You had many, many people in Hollywood and many elected officials encouraging people to donate to these bailout funds. And then you see someone I know recently here in the state of Florida, there was someone that entered the Capitol, didn't do anything, did not destroy anything, and they received eight months in prison. You saw recently that when representatives of Congress actually went to check on the status of these people that are in jail that had attended the January 6th Capitol protests, that they were denied access. I mean, what country do we live in to where representatives cannot go in and actually see the status of people that are being held and that are being imprisoned? That's getting scary. So I'm going to play you this clip and I want you to really think about it because this guy makes some great points. And he was actually at that press briefing that the media was not covering, probably because they heard this. I said last week that I would put my 30 years of law enforcement experience, including eight years as sheriff, to review the Senate report in detail. And I found some things that were alarming, specifically as it relates to the intelligence the Capitol Police had in their possession the days and weeks leading up to January 6th. Intelligence that said there was a strong likelihood of violence, that violent extremist groups were sharing detailed maps of the Capitol tunnels and encouraging supporters to bring weapons to the Capitol. Capitol Police leadership had this intelligence in their possession and somehow, somehow, were caught completely off guard. The Senate report highlights the intelligence failures, but doesn't speak specifically to who in the Capitol Police knew what and when. And we must answer those questions. In addition to the intelligence failures, the Senate report highlights the clear delay of the National Guard in assisting the Capitol Police. I was alarmed to find that the Capitol Police Chief, the Chief of Police, doesn't have the authority to request National Guard support without approval of the Capitol Police Board. And the Capitol Police Board is made up of the House Sergeant at Arms and Senate Sergeant at Arms. Before the National Guard can be called, they both must agree. The House Sergeant at Arms answers to Nancy Pelosi and it's been suggested the day of January 6th, he was waiting for Speaker Pelosi's approval before calling in the National Guard. It's interesting because the Sergeant at Arms, Paul Irving, has been uncooperative with the committees. He won't share phone records. He won't turn over emails. What is he hiding? What is Speaker Pelosi hiding? Really interesting, huh? They are choosing to not hand over evidence. There is hundreds of hours of video footage that they are not releasing. They are now blocking representatives Jim Banks and Jim Jordan from being on that commission. What is it that they don't want the American people to know? Kind of makes you wonder, huh? So with these Republicans that have been, quote unquote, approved by Pelosi, one of them is Representative Adam Kinzinger. And he has been 
I would say probably one of the poorest excuses of a Republican in the history of the Republican Party. But he is also one of the 10 that voted for impeachment. And as a result of that, he is one of the 10 that is going to have a very, very contested primary. Now, I was fortunate enough to be able to bring on someone that I do believe will be replacing him, not just as a fighter in Washington, D.C., but as the congressional representative for Illinois. And I do believe that it is important. And part of the reason why I chose to have her on my podcast today is because I do believe that it is anyone's responsibility. If you have the ability to give, if you have the ability to help get new blood into Washington, D.C., we need to do it now. And so I was fortunate enough to be able to get her on the show today. Her name's Catalina Lauf, and she will be telling us a little bit about her race, a little bit about her perspective on the January 6th commission, how you can help, and also to what Adam Kinzinger has really done in her district and what he's done in the nation and why it is that we need to get him out of office. So stay tuned. We'll be back right after this quick break. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. The biggest stars in country music will be taking the stage at our 2024 iHeart Country Festival, presented by Capital One. Jason Aldean, Keith Urban, Jelly Roll, Old Dominion, Lady A, Riley Green, Ashley McBride, Brothers Osborne, Walker Hayes, all hosted by Bobby Bones at Austin's Moody Center. Saturday, May 4th, stream only on Hulu, starting at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific. All right, everyone, welcome back. With me right now, I have Catalina Lauf. She's someone that I was fortunate to connect with over two years ago, actually, during my first congressional race. Catalina, welcome to Luna Talks. Hi, thanks so much for having me and congratulations. It's exciting to be on. (laughs) Thank you. So for those who might not know about you and about where you're running, can you just give us a quick intro as to where your background is, where you're from and where you live currently? Yes. So I am running in Illinois 16th district. It is way outside of Chicago. So for whoever's listening, I'm sure you think of Illinois, you immediately think of Chicago. Well, we're out in the Patriot Republican part of the state, uh, which is well over a hundred miles Northwest of the city. And we are running, we just launched in February. I was born and raised here in Northern Illinois. Uh, my mother came from Guatemala. My dad is a small business owner and uh, I worked in the Trump administration. I was appointed in 2018 to the U.S. Department of Commerce, working on Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, Opportunity Zone legislation, and then ultimately decided to run for Congress. And now we're taking on Adam Kinzinger, the rhino in chief of the Republican Party. And we're very excited. So that's incredible. And we know that Adam has quite the track record in regards to, I think, really letting down not just the people of Illinois, but I think in general, in the national scheme of things, he's actually turning his back 
on the Republican Party. I mean, you are very young. Obviously, you're great, very educated, very well-spoken. You're bilingual. You happen to be Hispanic. So you check all of these boxes. Can you tell me what it was that caused you to decide that you were going to basically run against someone who is, especially now, I think one of the most hated Republicans in, in Congress? Yeah. Well, thank you for those kind words. You know, I think number one is like you mentioned, Anna, when you think about a Republican in a very blue state, you have an opportunity to speak for the majority of the state who, who you align with in terms of values and interests. You know, a lot of the Republicans out here just feel so lost because of Chicago, because of the Cook County Democrat machine. So when you have somebody like Adam who is enabling the Democrats and quite literally supporting their values, which at this point are, is socialism, uh, the deficit, things like this critical race theory, going against your party, it it's horrific to people out here in a blue state because we are looking for leaders and champions to represent the majority of the state's values outside, again, of Cook County. So when I look at it, uh, as a disenfranchised voter, like many of the Republicans out here, uh, it's time that we have better leadership. Both sides of the aisle are so fed up with people who go to Washington and then do just what they want based out of ego. Adam's always on MSNBC, always on CNN, belittling Republicans. He's bashing his own party. And why does he, he's on a national platform. So he is speaking Theoretically, when you're in that type of position, you're speaking for not only your state, but when you have a national presence like some of these members of Congress do, you're out there speaking for your party as a whole. And he does not represent our party. And we will make sure that he doesn't uh, go for a second term there and, and is able to get back when he's not representing our values. Well, and I feel like too, especially when you are in a position where you might be in a more blue district or blue state, you're actually given, I think, unique opportunity as a conservative or as a Republican to essentially be an ambassador for that platform, right? Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people forget that. So whereas he should be doing outreach for the Republican party, for the conservative value system there in that district, he's not. And he really has turned his back, not just again, on the people of his district, but really the people across the nation. So, I mean, I, there's no question in my mind, especially now we saw that viral footage of him going from laughing to crying. And I think maybe like what five minute window um, yeah. in regards to the testimony that he was giving for the January 6th commission. And I saw your response for that. And, and you said it, you said it so fire. I mean, what are your thoughts on how he really took that opportunity to, I think, politicize it and really, again, like you said, promote his own image? Yeah, it was complete political theater and he knew what he was doing. It was emotional manipulation. And I think that's the biggest problem with a lot of people that see something like that. They know it was not genuine. They know that the gen there was no genuine intent on the part of Pelosi to instill that commission and certainly not in the, the, the drama and the way that Adam tried to, you know, portray himself. I mean, it was, it was pathetic and, and ultimately people see right through that. And it just goes back to people want authenticity. People want, 
they wanted the real questions, the tough questions asked. And Adam provided none of that. He certainly did not provide authenticity and he certainly did not get down to the bottom of what actually happened that day. So it was, uh, again, pretty pathetic. And, you know, he just, out here, the response was overwhelming. I, we've gotten hundreds of emails and a lot of support for our campaign just because of that, you know, gesture of inauthenticity. So I did see recently that you got a really great endorsement from Congressman Cawthorn, someone who is, I would argue, one of the most outspoken Republicans currently in Congress, also happens to be the youngest. But when you see what you're doing, you're seeing this young new wave of conservatives come in and really standing up to, I think, what this diabolical plan that the left is really launching. I mean, with everything that happened on January 6th, with the fact that there there's so much footage that I think holds so many answers. And then you hear the RNC that actually gave a press conference and briefing saying that, you know, it's weird because this was supposed to be something that Nancy Pelosi was supposed to be in charge of. And you saw a real, I think, drop um, on her side of things in regards to how that entire situation was handled. Now, if you are in Congress and if you are there currently as opposed to Adam Kinzinger. I mean, how would you be handling this entire situation? You're exactly right. First and foremost, there's a lot of footage that is out there. I mean, luckily you can still see some of it on Twitter. If some of it has been taken down, I know on other platforms, but there's real clear footage of, you know, the guy in the Viking hat and the cops allowing them in. I mean, there's a lot of unanswered questions that, and everything look, everything should be looked at. It shouldn't just, it should not be politicized. And I'm not saying people did not commit crimes, but everything should be looked at in an objective way. Evidence should be looked at. This is, this turned into Nancy Pelosi's kangaroo court. So I would want to know, you know, what did she know and who knew it and when first and foremost Two, uh, why were the reports denied? You know, this reminds me almost of Benghazi when you know, Clinton's denying air support and four Americans are killed, murdered, while terrorists are doing swan dives in a U.S. embassy. It's either incompetence or somebody knew it and did nothing about it, which shows an even bigger problem of why the system was broken internally if it ended up being the way that Adam and, and Pelosi and these Democrats try to describe it as it is. Now, there's a lot of other footage out there that would beg to differ on how intense the actual quote unquote insurrection was. So we should be able to look at all the evidence. We should have objective people. We should have had true Congress or conservatives. I'm sorry, like Jim Congressman, Jim Banks and Congressman Jim Jordan asking the objective questions. That's an amazing, amazing response. I couldn't agree more. We're going to go to a quick commercial break and we'll be right back because I want to get your perspective on what can be done in order to not only fix this problem, but also to how people can help you get elected to office. (laughs) We'll be right back. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. 
biggest stars in country music will be taking the stage at our 2024 iHeart Country Festival, presented by Capital One. Jason Aldean, Keith Urban, Jelly Roll, Old Dominion, Lady A, Riley Green, Ashley McBride, Brothers Osborne, Walker Hayes, all hosted by Bobby Bones at Austin's Moody Center. Saturday, May 4th, stream only on Hulu, starting at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning back in. So Catalina, in the last segment, we ended up covering really what you would have done different and what you would be requesting if you were in office right now in regards to the January 6th commission. Um, I want to get your perspective on how can we help you? Because I know right now, especially moving into the 2022 midterms, there are many candidates like yourself who are really going out there, fighting the good fight, um, metaphorically on the front lines of what's happening politically in our country. We've seen this massive push and I think overreach of government. I know today it was just announced that, or actually a few days ago, it was just announced that there's going to be a forced mandatory face covering in the Capitol for staffers. And you were able to see footage of various Republican members saying that we will not comply. We do not agree with this. There is so much disinformation coming out of the CDC and Dr. Fauci going back and forth on their own policies that we're not going to do this. We're going to be following the science from here on out. Um, I mean, how can people help you? Yeah. Well, number one, if I can make a point quick on when you were talking about uh, Congressman Madison Cawthorn getting him his endorsement and just kind of this new generation of fighters, you know, President Trump taught us how to fight and that's what the American people want. They want people that are going to go up there unapologetically, go up there, be authentic, just like you. We can't wait to help you get in there as well. And, and that's the new generation. It's this new kind of patriot revolution that is, is happening. You have people of all walks of life getting there and, and really just doing what's right and being a powerful voice, being lions. And the best way to help newcomers, because a lot of us that have powerful voices, we're not afraid to go up against the establishment, unfortunately get blocked by the system that has been created to have entrenched people in the swamp. The system has been created to make sure, and by that, I mean, politically and internally political system, it's been made, it it allows people like Adam Kinzinger to continue to be there. And that means fundraising. You know, they, they get all the big checks. They get, um, the, the approval from the establishment. They get all kind of the infrastructure, uh, and the resources needed. So when you're an insurgent candidate, when you're up there, you know, we really rely on grassroots support, grassroots help. I mean, we are funded five and $10 by we, the people, not by big corporate checks, not by big pack checks. You know, we are here to do what's right and be the voice for the people. And we're so proud of that. So the best way to help is first, let everybody know if you're in the area, uh, in Illinois 16, anybody watching here, or if you know somebody that's in Illinois in general, uh, spread the word. And then also, um, you can head to Catalina contribute there. And also just the kind messages and the encouragement and support really mean a lot as well.
And I also think sharing on social media, I mean, that's something that yes. I think moving forward, I think everyone's kind of waiting for, is President Trump going to be going to this new platform? Getter, send up a smoke signal, kind of let us know where you're at so we know where to be at, you know. But I do think that, you know, conservatives have been asleep for so long at the wheel in regards to what's happening with tech that we have to make a lot of ground game up, especially before 2022. And I do think, you know, a lot of these people have actually, like Adam Kinzinger, I think he's actually managed to even upset those that would be considered the establishment in Washington, D.C., which is pretty hard to do. So I think that he is definitely on his way out. And I do hope that you and people like you around the country do get elected in 2022 because it's important. It's important for what we're seeing currently. I know that especially for you, you are a first generation, I think, American citizen, at least on your mom's Mm -hmm. side. And -hmm. the fact that you are a young Hispanic woman, I've said this so many times before on this podcast, but the Hispanic voting minority is now the largest in the country and people like you have the ability and the unique opportunity to use your voice to communicate, to culturally understand how that community functions. And you can Mm -hmm. be the beacon and that national voice. And I would even say, you know, early on, you got the title of the antithesis to AOC. And I still believe that because you have all those qualifications. So if we we're to kind of just segue and kind of move off, move off for that for a second, how do you feel about what's going to be happening with this second lockdown that we're now starting to hear the Biden administration discuss? I know that many people were told that, hey, if you get the vaccine, you're not going to have to ever wear a mask again. You'll be fine. Now this Delta variant emerges. I think that they're talking about another variant being out there. I mean, what are your opinions and objectives on this? I can tell you that for me, I think that we should keep the economies open. I know that I absolutely love what Governor Ron DeSantis has done in regards to our own economy here in the state of Florida. But what are your thoughts for the people of Illinois? Oh, it's absolutely horrific if they want to talk about even the 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 conversations that are being had from the administration to talk about the lockdowns again is absolutely unacceptable. You know, here in Illinois, we were one of the first states to be under lockdown because of our governor who's done a a horrific job, not only in handling everything from the beginning, but the amount of businesses, small businesses, restaurants, our economy here, which was already almost last from, from a state perspective, our economy was decimated. Our tourism completely stopped. Uh, again, small businesses in, in all different types of areas uh, completely just lost. And not only that, but look at the mental health impact. You had you have kids wearing masks to play outdoor football. I mean, give me a break. This has gotten way too far. It's all about control. Uh, it's all about just seeing how, how much can they push the American people. And I think a lot of people are waking up. We had more, uh, parents and moms and small business owners, people who were telling candidates like myself and and others and, and just, you know, neighbors and friends that they had never been involved in politics until the lockdowns happened because they saw their freedom being taken from them by their elected officials. We cannot allow that again. And I applaud your governor. Governor Ron DeSantis has shown true leadership on this. We need to keep the economy moving. We need to make sure that our kids are in school, that 
uh, we are, are able to get out and uh, live normal life because it's a completely unacceptable. Well, thank you so much, Catalina, for sharing that. Thank you for joining today's episode of Luna Talks. We'd be glad to have you on. Obviously, you always have a platform here. And for those tuning in, I think it's important to remember, and Catalina pointed this out, that it is your decision, okay? You don't have to listen to government. And when given the option of complying or not, do not comply. Do not comply with shutting down your business. Do not comply with having big government tell you what to do in your personal life or what to do in regards to how you should raise your children. That is your decision. That is a God-given right. That is something that the founding fathers wrote into the constitutions, and it is going to be our job moving forward. And definitely here in the next two years to ensure that we are getting the great people elected like Catalina in Illinois against some of these people like Adam Kinzinger, who is someone that really betrayed not just the Republicans in Congress, but our entire country in regards to this fight that we're up against with this massive push for socialism, this massive, massive push for big government lockdowns. So make sure you're doing your part and we will see you back next week with a new episode of Luna Talks. Take care. Before we go, I want to thank Catalina Louth again for a great interview. And I want to thank you guys so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, please leave us a review and rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. You can also find me on Twitter, Parlor, Facebook, and Instagram at Real Anna Paulina. And a special thank you to producer Drew Steele, writer Aaron Kliegman, and executive producers Debbie Myers and speaker Newt Gingrich, part of the Gingrich 360 Network. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. The biggest stars in country music will be taking the stage at our 2024 iHeart Country Festival, presented by Capital One. Jason Aldean, Keith Urban, Jelly Roll, Old Dominion, Lady A, Riley Green, Ashley McBride, Brothers Osborne, Walker Hayes, all hosted by Bobby Bones at Austin's Moody Center. Saturday, May 4th, stream only on Hulu, starting at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific.